0: (laughs) Uh, okay ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode of spotlight series this is the show where we have been going through westerns this month and so we're picking some of the best ones honestly i mean there's probably some poop westerns out there
1: i'm sure there's many
0: yeah you're right
1: many 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 but like,
0: di- but just like 20 bucks i'm like this is kind of shitty well anything
1: before 1980 is almost guaranteed to be racist as shit so
0: oh yeah i mean that's a different aspect of shitty yeah yeah i'll just think it's just not a good story it doesn't look good but yeah
1: yeah well there was <laughs> a sure. time there was a time there in the 50s and 60s when uh westerns were so popular that there's no way they could all be good
0: yeah there's Saturation. No, there's
1: no way yeah. the they were oversaturated and like everybody was in a western every yeah. company made a western and they were coming out so often it's like you can't just have like 100 bangers in a row like a lot of these are going to be shit
0: oh just like those years of uh, movies based on fucking kids books at some point you get an aragon or a percy jackson they can't all be bangers
2: <laughs> you yeah know?
0: they're not all hunger games so, I absolutely get that. Just like with comic book movies. Though, I thought we hit the plateau, but then man came out and said, fuck that. No. So DC hit
1: the plateau. DC
0: just sucks at making movies. Cartoon yeah. and, and TV shows are great, but movies are not that good. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sorry, that was a little tangent, but we just like talking about things like that. But the Western movie we picked this week is The Quick and the Dead. And the director is my boy, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, that sounds familiar Otis. Yeah, we did like three of his movies in October. And we were
1: just talking about
0: Spider-Man. Yes, so this man is known for creating the Spider-Man trilogy. With Tobey Maguire.
1: Those old ass movies? Maybe. (laughs) Get your little youngin' ass out of this podcast.
0: Uh, I, I just read... That Mr. McGuire just got a Guinness World Record for being the longest actor in the MCU franchise for reprising a role. Really? 19 years. Didn't... No, he beat Wolverine. Wolverine was at 15 years in between no, I thought... his beginning and end. Him I... and Willem Dafoe.
1: No, I thought... um <laughs> Professor X.
0: No, Patrick Stewart, because he came back for
1: he was in the first one and then he was in Logan.
0: Yeah. So they beat them. Back to back. Yeah, they beat them.
1: Oh well, they'll get beaten soon.
0: Maybe. No,
1: <laughs> they're gonna get beaten soon. Oh you know by who? who? Wesley Snipes.
0: Oh god.
1: <laughs> Wesley Snipes when he comes back in the blade movie that's oh, coming out. He
0: needs the text either money. at
1: the end of this year or next year. Oh. He will beat out everybody because oh. Blade was like two years before the first Spider-Man movie, I think. And this is several years after.
0: Well, you, you know what MCU movie is the real first one? Howard the fucking Duck. We're going to do that movie soon. That's the real one. So Leah Thompson.
1: Yeah, I she know. She in the
0: first one I movie. know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway.
1: Marty McFly's mom.
0: Right. Uh Sam Raimi, he created the Spider-Man trilogy. You know, part one's a banger. Part two and then three is just a movie.
1: Howard the Duck was in Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. too, so technically he's holding that title. To yeah. Maguire, get yourself out of here!
0: Yeah, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> uh, he also directed the Evil Dead franchise, and it is very obvious if you watch this movie. Yes, uh, he's known for uh, his visual style. He loved the quick pans, zoom ins, the POV shots, the uh, zoom ins. He's all about that because it's I don't know, it's just it's something that he just liked to do. Uh, He's done a couple other movies, Drag Me to Hell We're going to watch that at some point, it's a mess (laughs) It's about people getting dragged to hell Uh, And he did Oz, The Great and Powerful He did a Disney Mm. movie And I assumed it was Poop because you never talk about it
1: Mm. It was (laughs) Yeah, we'll just go with that
0: Yeah, Uh, he also produced tons of successful TV shows Because this motherfucker's got ideas out of the wazoo He did Hercules and Xena He came up with those shows So, and He's not done there, ladies and gentlemen. He is directing the newest MCU film, Do- Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we're going to see some quick pans. God damn it, we've been in the Cumberbatch's face. Mm, please no. <laughs> Somebody's getting zoomed on. And please I'm so no, I
1: hate it. I hate it. It's so bad. No, look, it's not that bad. <laughs> it is bad because Sam Raimi does it like 75 times in a row.
0: In the first Spider-Man, it wasn't that bad. But in this movie, you did like 5 billion times.
1: Okay, if you like... If Otis is doing a thing and I zoom in on his face to show his emotion during the thing, and then I do a thing and you zoom in on my face. Cool, that's the whole story. You saw Otis's face, you saw my face, we're done. Like Benedict Cumberbatch, normal, Benedict Cumberbatch evil. Cool, we're done. That's that's it. But Sam Raimi goes like Otis, Katie, Otis, Katie, Otis, Katie, Otis, Kate, like fuck, stop. We get it. Their eyebrow move.
0: Bella's watching everybody zoom in on her.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's, oh, it's ridiculous yes too much sam raimi too much
0: so this this film is actually before spider-man this is 95 yeah spider-man was mm-hmm. seven what, whatever yeah that year so he wanted to make a western film and is a revisionist western film just like the heart of they fall. so this one isn't based on anything true it's just a nondescript town where things go go crazy so if you ever never seen the quick and the dead you should really watch it it's Pretty fucking cool. Uh, very newish for its time. Uh a lot of Westerns aren't like this. And I can see why some people are like, that was kind of weird. Because if that if this came out now, people would be like, damn, that was pretty cool. It's kind of weird. But um, it is about the lady, is her name. She has a real name, but only one person says it in this movie. Uh, she rides into a town. Redemption is the name of the town. And it's controlled by the evil Gene Hackman. His name is Herod. And she joins a dueling competition. So a quick draw competition to, and let's say it again, it's a Western, get revenge because her family died. So uh, this one's an absolute banger. It's one of my favorites. I remember in high school, I saw this. Kay shrugged her shoulders, obviously. But uh, I saw this in high school. It was on IFC. And I watched it one night, and I was like, Steve, I don't know what the hell this movie was, but you got to watch it. And Steve watched it, he's like, I don't know, it's pretty good. And then it just went from there. I kept telling people about it, and you know, this movie's already been like a sleeper hit. So and your
1: friends kept not watching it because that's their thing?
0: Yeah. Well, no, back then, Steve trusted me on movie picks. One day, I I betrayed him with something.
2: <laughs> like, Thanksgiving, I man, it's great. It. I watched it. I always trusted you in high school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I tricked no, Steve. Now too times. everyone's
1: <laughs> like now everyone's like, no, I'm not gonna watch that because you told me to watch that.
2: Yeah, no, that, Steve- that's that's Otis that does that actually.
1: No, that's also Daniel and Steve. Neither one of Steve them does
2: it a lot.
0: We really don't trust each other on picks, but then years later, Steve's like. Hey, man, I watched Two Wars. It was pretty good. I'm like, I told you that 17 years ago. He Daniel,
1: was, too. I suggested Encanto to Daniel the other day. I was like, you would really like it. Like the Latin aspect of like, you'd really enjoy this movie. He's like, I'm not going to watch it because you suggested. I'm like, bitch, <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Well, fuck it. I'll just stab you. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, Sam Raimi directed this film. The music is by Alan Silvestri. You know what else he did, Katie? He did the Avengers theme. And 2012, Back to the Future. Predator, yeah, and a ton of things. Forrest Gump, Frame Roger Rabbit, full Express. Literally, and...
1: he did a movie we watched like two weeks ago. Another one of the the movies we just watched, yeah. the cowboy movies.
0: yeah So Alan Sylvester, good cowboy music. That's that cowboy shit. Some people would say, uh, but this film it stars tons. Did he do Magnificent Seven? No, that was ooh. I think it
1: was him, because I remember talking about him.
0: That was James Horner.
1: Horner. They all have similar names. Yeah,
0: you're right. (laughs) Uh, But this film, it stars Sharon Stone. And Sharon Stone was 100% involved in this film to the point where she pushed for certain actors to get jobs on this. So Leonardo DiCaprio, she was the reason he was in this film. Uh, Some people wanted Matt Damon to be the kid. And she's like, no, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's amazing. Trust me. And she actually personally paid his salary.
1: I didn't know Matt Damon was even an actor at that point.
0: He's probably young as fuck. Probably in commercials.
1: Well, yeah, it would have been before Goodwill Hunting, which yeah. is really his like first yeah. breakout.
0: So he's probably in TV shows and shit. Probably some soap operas. And she actually handpicked Russell Crowe. This is his first American film. Because she's like, Russell Crowe, this dude's amazing. Like, please put him in the movie. And so he got into the movie. So I, I, it's absolutely amazing so in this film there is a lot of quick draws and stuff and you would think that oh they had stand-ins do it no they actually had someone train them and then it was up to them of how good they wanted to be afterwards so Gene Hackman he doesn't have a ton of scenes compared to like Sharon Stone or even Leonardo DiCaprio I think he has one of the least amounts honestly but he trained all the fucking time so Gene Hackman was actually the best quick drawer on the set (laughs) He was the best, and they would constantly just walk up to each other, like "Hey, what you doing?" And then they would like look at each other, and their hands would go to the hips with their guns, and they they would quick draw against each other. So Gene Hackman was the best. It makes sense because he looked amazing in this film. So uh, it's it, it's a banger. So let's get through this story. It's it moves. It's like what 108 minutes. It, but I don't know. It didn't feel like it dragged. There are a couple of deleted scenes that should have stayed deleted. <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> <laughs> we might bring it up maybe not so um like i said uh apparently this is around 1881 somewhere
1: oh look not 1889
0: yeah. <laughs> like every
1: other film we watch oh uh,
0: because this one's like solid westerny it's so like are all
1: the other ones but
0: yeah it seems like the other ones are trying to get starting to get past it or like technology you know oh
1: yeah the revolutionary yeah because
0: Wyatt Earp was like Nah, man like I'm done with that shit I just want to be over here, like making money with this casino, you know? So uh, the lady is her name. Uh, she arrives into redemption and she is there for a reason. And later on, we find out she's there to, she wants to kill Herod, uh, Gene Hackman's character. So uh, she meets a ton of really gross and mean looking people like scars. He's a dude that just broke out of the fucking prison and just shoots a guy. I guess that man like took his horse or something, and just like blows him away or like a billion law miles away. So later on, we find out John Harrod, that's Gene Hackman, he hosts a quick draw single elimination tournament for anyone brave enough to enter, and the prize, if you make it all the way to the end, is one hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. So Katie, Katie and Greg, back in eighteen eighty one, how much do you think that one hundred and twenty three thousand would be? right now
1: Um, three million
2: what do you think greg not bad three million one and greg wins (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: 3.2
2: million god damn it (laughs) i
1: was so fucking close (laughs) that's
0: some shit (laughs) So, yeah, that's the real reason why when they say, like, $123,000, everybody's like, well, I'll just rob you now. And then people pull out the guns. They're like, sit the fuck down, sir. So uh, tons of evil, unsavory people start joining, like, a Native American. uh, Damn it, I can't remember his name. He talks about he's been shot, like, five billion times. and Everybody's like, okay, whatever. There's a Swedish champion. And everybody's like, okay. (laughs) And Leonardo DiCaprio's character, his name is The Kid. He is in and he later on brings up the fact that Herod is his dad. And he unfortunately has the chip on his shoulder or the monkey on his back. I mean, he wants to defeat. He wants to take out his dad because everyone doesn't think he's good enough because his dad is the best shot. Well, he doesn't want to take
1: out his dad. He He wants his dad to be like dad's respect. Yeah,
0: he's like, oh, you're good enough. And his dad's like, no, you crap kid. So um, while it's happening, everyone's signing in the lady, she raises her hand and she's like, yeah, I want to join. And Herod's like, women can't join. (laughs) And it's like, why? It's like, because you can't fucking shoot. And when that happens, we meet Court. He is a preacher recruited for this quick draw competition and they string him up and put him under a chair. So he's standing on a chair with a noose around his neck. And Herod's like, okay, so you're going to join this quick draw competition, buddy. And he's like, nah, man, I don't want to. And he's like, he starts shooting the legs of the chair, making it weaker. He's like, you're gonna join or I'm gonna kill you right now. And he's like, I guess I'm gonna fucking die, bro. And then the lady saves Court, shoots the rope before he falls and you know, fucking stretches out his neck. And Herod's like, yeah, put Court and the lady in. Fuck it. (laughs) So the rules of this quick draw competition is once an hour, uh, All the way until the sun goes down up until i think seven o'clock uh anyone can challenge anybody and then it's just uh the first person to be incapacitated and so that's how you move on you just got to put the person down you don't have to kill them just fuck them up so they can't shoot and the next day everyone's kind of looking at each other like shit and so it's just first come first serve on challenges so the whole time the lady is just sitting and she's looking at Herod because she's like, I'm going to kill his ass. But she's a little nervous about it because Herod is a scary ass fast motherfucker. <laughs> so while that's happening, she actually spends the night with the kid and <laughs> uh, she learns that the kid wants to beat his father. Uh, and so he wants, like Katie said, earn some respect by entering the tournament. So the first round of duels, the kid takes out the Swedish quick draw champion, uh, just destroys this guy. And it's just like every other movie we've watched, the Western, where there's a quick draw competition person or quick draw person that thinks they're, you know, the fastest with the blam blams, as our boy said, and the harder they fall, Uh, all they do is talk shit, but they can back it up. And just like Doc Holliday, you know, they're ready. They're ready to shoot somebody. So uh, it's pretty nice. So the kid, he takes out the Swedish champion and Herod takes out Ace Hanlon. Hey, it's Lance Hendrickson. Look, with some sweet-ass silky hair. And uh, we find out that Ace has taken the, the kills of some of the people that Herod actually took out. And he's like, oh, so you killed these four people in this town? He's like, yep. He's like, actually, no, nah, you full of shit, bruh. I did that. And he's like, so now nah, I want to kill you. And he shoots both his hands right in the center, makes Ace dance a little bit with his guns, and then just blows this man away. And in the whole town, you can tell that he's the villain of this story. The whole town is just completely quiet, just watching him. And he's like, y'all ain't gonna clap? He's like, I just won. And then they like golf clap. like, uh
1: <laughs> like, fuck it, we have to clap, I guess.
0: <laughs> he's a very, very grumpy person. So the lady, she takes out Dog oh. Kelly. So at the beginning of the movie, I forgot to bring this up. There is a dude. Hey, that guy looks like the guy from fucking Saw. Hey, it's Jigsaw.
1: It is him.
0: With more hair and less wrinkles. Uh, he
1: minimally less wrinkled yeah not very, mu- not he, very he much he looked
0: like shit in this movie so uh so a horse is running up on him and he does not like that so he shoots the rider and he comes up to sharon stone's body psych she dodged the bullet and knocks him out and i guess just leaves him to die tied to a wagon so hey he got away he got back into town so he challenges her so uh she wins she actually wins. I love the, the point of view shot when she draws her gun. They zoom in and it's like the guns directly in front of the guy and he goes down and she's like, holy shit, like I won. And she's all hype and stuff and still a little nervous. Uh, so court's match is coming up, but court doesn't got any money because he's just a poor ass preacher. So Herod buys him the cheapest, rustiest, shittiest but can shoot gun from the kid's shop and he's like i promise you this gun shoots straight and he's like okay but i ain't gonna use it anyway so and Herod gives court one bullet because he doesn't want him to try to shoot his way out of town because he knows court is a bad motherfucker so he's like nah you get one bullet so you're gonna use that bullet to defend yourself so court is a preacher and he has trying to be better than his terrible, terrible ways, because he actually was with Herod when they were younger, so he's a bad person, was a bad person, so the court says he's not going to fight, and the dude that he went up against in the first round, he's like, oh, oh, the preacher's not going to shoot back, I'm going to fuck him up real good, unfortunately, he cannot stop his muscle memory, because his body draws on its own without him even knowing, and so the dude (laughs) gets shot in the arm, and he's like, oh shit, I shot him. And the body's like, nah, bro, you're about to get shot. So fuck it. So he makes it to the second round. And uh, the whole time he gets beat up and just left out in the sun. So Court has a terrible life in this. So before the second round begins, Harrod meets up with Clay cant- Cantrell. Hey, it's Keith David. He's the voice of the Arbiter. Uh, he meets up with him and he's, he's like. He's also
1: the voice of.
0: Um, Ken Burns uh, James. I don't remember
1: his name. Dr. Facilier from the princess and the frog
2: he's the voice of the president from rick and morty
1: yeah there's lots of disney people disney voice people in this movie
2: yeah <laughs> most importantly he narrated ken burns jazz
0: yes what a great voice for ken burns jazz yeah. man. because the
1: other guy fuck. uh the crazy guy was uh the voice of kerchak oh yeah Remember it's like crony
0: that oh, fuck that dude yeah <laughs> we'll talk about him later so he meets up with clay and he talks to him he's like you're like a professional like like, shooter, like, why are you in this, like, duel? He's like, I feel like people paid you off to kill me. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I ain't gonna lie. And uh, I don't kill for fun. I just kill for money, bro. So I don't even know what the fuck you did. I don't personally care. He's like, I'm just here to kill you. And then they laugh at each other. He's like, well, I'm gonna make an example of you. And Clay's like, okay. <laughs> that's that That's that good shit. You're like, I'm gonna be chad. He's like, okay, we'll see. We'll see soon. Uh, and so Clay... Uh, but actually before the duel herod because it's round two and he's a piece of shit he claims that the rules now it is a challenge to the death you can't just disarm a person or shoot him in the leg and they're like okay i'm done you have to kill him to move on so the fight will just keep going so because herod is an asshole and plus Mm -hmm. with clay he wants to kill him so um he just fucks him up and he kills clay cantrell and then herod talks to the town and he's like oh, I thought y'all were poor. I keep trying to raise the taxes and y'all complain and cry, but y'all got enough money to pay for this fucking dude to try to kill me? I guess I ain't taxing y'all enough. (laughs) And he leaves and everybody's like, man, and they're all sad. I'm like, (laughs) oh. So uh, a side story, because I hate this guy. Uh, Eugene Dredd, he is just a gross, fat old man in town. Uh, You see him for a couple of scenes talking to this young girl trying to give her necklaces and talk all sweet to her. And then we come into a scene on a rainy day. Dad, he takes advantage of this little girl and, and comes back down to play cards with the guys. Sharon Stone's character, the lady, she hears and understands that he just raped this little girl and starts beating his ass. And so, hey, it's the next challenge. Uh, it, this ain't no quick draw. They just pulling guns and shooting each other. <laughs> just running straight at each other. Uh, dread goes down and it's
1: nighttime and it's raining
0: <laughs> yeah like, fuck it <laughs> they're just fighting fuck the rain. these rules yeah they're like fuck it so uh she killed dread and you know very much had a lot of anger in her heart and she, it, it's kind of bothering her that she's got all these pent-up emotions in her heart so she leaves she's like fuck it i'm, I'm done with this and so court has another fight up Spotted Horse, that's his name. So Spotted Horse is the one. He says he can't be killed by a gun, or by a white man. I think he says. So Court he outdraws Spotted Horse and shoots him, and he's like, "Cool, I'm done." But then crazy ho- Spotted Horse, Spotted Horse gets back up. This motherfucker ain't dead. And Court's like, "Give me another bullet." And harrod's like, "Nah, man, you should have just killed him with the first one. Fuck you." And so he is asking around the group of people, and uh, one blind child that is like the shoeshine boy of the town, he throws him another bullet, and Court pops Spotted Horse right in the head. And then he moves again. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh shit. And then he dies. <laughs> so now Court, at this point, has officially killed somebody. So he's kind of done being a, a preacher at this point. <laughs> um, so the lady, he uh she actually rode off, and she's at a nearby cemetery uh, with the old guy in town, the doctor the town's doctor. Hey, it's the guy from home alone. It's the shovel guy
1: oh yeah, old man Marley
0: yeah he he uses the the what the ashes of the people yeah, to salt the <laughs> the sidewalk. That's so fucked up.
1: yeah <laughs> the ashes of his victims
0: yeah, so Doc realizes who she is, and he's like, I know who you are, and I know why you're here so We get some flashbacks, some very terrible flashbacks. So her dad, hey, it's Gary Sinise with some sweet-ass hair. He was barely in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he still got some money. So um, Gary Sinise, so Lady's dad, is the marshal of the town. And Herod's group comes in. So I I guess he's supposed to be young, but he looks the fucking same. (laughs) He just has a hat on. Uh, He comes into town and he strings up the Lady's dad, just like he strung up court and he's shooting the chair legs. And then Ellen, her name is Ellen, she runs out and she's like, stop it. And they're like, Herod's like, okay, okay, little girl. I'm gonna do you one, I'm gonna do you a solid. If you use this gun, you got three bullets. If you shoot that rope above your daddy's head and shoot that noose off of him, I'll let you go. And she's like, I'm scared, I can't do it. And her dad's like, come on, baby, you got this. Just just aim, just aim and shoot. She aims and pulls the trigger and shoots her dad in the head, and <laughs> man, Herod's like, close enough, and rides off, grabs an American flag, and giggles his way out of town, so now we know why she is so angry when she looks at this man, because she forced, she was forced to kill her dad, so he's just an asshole, so um, I think it's just the perfect thing in Westerns, you, just someone comes in and murders your family, and That's that's all you really need, <laughs> that's all the story you need so uh she actually comes back into town because she's she realizes that she is the town's only hope well her and court because they're getting pretty close to the end
1: yeah we're down to four people left
0: right. uh yeah so it's court ellen the kid and Herod. And so she gets back into town, and next morning she runs up to Harrod, and she's like, "I challenge you. I to. I'm going to kill you today." And he's like, "Nope." And she's like, "What, what are you talking about? I challenge you." He's like, "Are you been challenged?" It's the kid. He challenged his dad, and he got married or engaged to his uh, girlfriend. And so he tells the crowd, he's like, "Okay, I know, I know he's fast and shit, but he's old. My body's in its prime." And I believe that I'm faster. He says "It's all in the head. (laughs) And so when they draw their guns on each other, holy shit, he actually hit him. He shot him in his neck a little bit. So Herod goes down. But the kid got shot right dead center in his stomach. And so he goes down. He's bleeding on the ground. And then he turns back into what he is, a child. And he starts crying, saying he doesn't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah, he was talking shit, and then he's like, oh, shit, I'm dying. I don't like this. And so Herod stands up, comes over to the kid, and he's like, I mean, everyone says it's my kid, but I don't know for sure. And he's like, bro, you're a piece of shit. You killed your kid. He's like, might not be my kid. And walks off (laughs) like a piece of shit. The whole movie, he lets the kid say things that he probably would kill anybody else if they said it. It's, it seems like a very strange father-son relationship and he was just letting him do things. He's like, you talking kind of big, bro. Better quit it. And he's like, oh, my bad. But he still killed him because he's an asshole. So <laughs> the last round, well, not the last round, but the last fight before the finals, it's Court versus Ellen. And Court tells Ellen to kill him. And actually at first, the... They hit the, the second, and no one moves. And Herod says, y'all have 10 seconds to do something, to draw on each other. I'm killing both of y'all. And Cord's like, kill me. Shoot me, Ellen. Do it. And it gets down to three seconds. He's like, shoot me, or I will shoot you, because it's, it's a waste if we both die right now. And then they draw on each other, and Ellen gets shot. Oh, my God. The main character died. That's kind of par for the course sometimes in Westerns. <laughs> and she goes down. The doc runs up and he's like, oh, she's dead. You killed her. And he's like all sad and old. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so that night, uh, one of the cronies of Herod, they drag Court's body around so he can't escape. They actually injure his right hand. They fuck it up really bad. He's like, well, I don't want Herod to lose this fight. So let me just break your hand.
1: Well, and they like fuck up his face and his one of his eyes oh, is fucked yeah. up. They've been
0: like constantly beating his ass this well, whole movie. But well, yes, in they, this they, moment, that they got real him. on him. Yeah, they for real beat his ass real good. The next morning, Herod realizes he's like, "What's wrong with your hand?" He's like, "Who did that to you?" And then the henchman's like, "I did it." He's like, "Cause you know I'm I'm doing my job. I'm being you proactive." You, yeah, he didn't tell him to do it, but he's like, "I'm just being proactive." And he's like, "Well, you can run now." <laughs> And he actually talks to Court for like fifteen seconds, and then turns you around. Got Ten
1: seconds to get out. Of my yeah, town. he
0: turns around. This dude's down the goddamn street and he just caps him in the back three times. And he tells Court, he's like, he's like, I can switch hands. We can do this left handed. He's like, I'm good with both my hands. And Court's like, okay, that's fine. So they go for the draw. Herod pulls out his gun. Explosions everywhere. So. Lady, she used kids' dynamite. Uh, they don't explain where the fuck he got this dynamite from. He just has a fuck ton of dynamite in his store. So she set up all of the places that I guess Herod owns and just rigged them to blow. All his bad guys are distracted and scared. Court grabs a gun and starts doing what he does best. He's a really good fucking shot. He probably would have won the gunfight if they let it go. But um, yeah, he kills all the henchmen. And then the lady walks out and Herod's like, you were dead. She's like, nah, I wasn't. We faked it. They used red ink because no one got close enough to really look if she got shot, I guess. (laughs) And Herod tells her, he's like, you're not fast enough. You can't beat me. And she's like, I'm fast enough today. And they draw on each other. And holy shit, Sharon Stone gets shot in the shoulder, but she gets Herod right in his tummy puts a hole right in his his, right through his fucking chest and it's like oh holy shit and then she shoots another shot and katie when she saw it, she's like what the
1: fuck is this
0: (laughs) shoots him in the head he does a flip and falls down she's like i don't think that what happened yeah he flew away so goddamn far he's like oh (laughs) uh but before he dies ellen tells him like hey, you killed my dad. I'm here to kill you. And he's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, I caused my own downfall. (laughs) And so Court is now the new marshal of the town that's blown up and on fire. Hopefully that's good. Well, there's money everywhere floating in the sky, (laughs) but it's all burnt and broken. And then like every Western we've watched, Ellen hops on her horse, the music starts, and she rides off into the sunset with a bullet in her body. And that's the end of the movie. Hopefully, she doesn't bleed out around the corner. So, Katie, who is your favorite character in the quick and the dead?
1: The kid. Baby Leonardo DiCaprio gets it every time. He's just fantastic. Older Leonardo DiCaprio is just kind of meh to me. Like he, yeah, well, he's, he's not said. he's not like a bad actor. He's he's a good actor. He, he's just not like, I don't swoon over him i'm not like oh my god that was the greatest thing i've ever seen um about his newer stuff but his old stuff when he was young i don't know i it's just so impressive yeah. i guess like for, his, he, age, he for his age yeah i guess him being young really helps in that regard for me and in this one he's incredible this movie was shot um Two years, I think, after What's Eating Gilbert Grape, that's really what like propelled him into this role. And then after this role, he went on the following year to do Romeo and Juliet and the year after that to do Titanic.
0: So that was it. That's all he needed at that point.
1: Yeah. So this like really blew him the fuck up. But I loved the kid and his like his fast talking, his snarkiness, his cockiness was like hilarious. Um, and he's just like a little cutie. Like, and Leonardo DiCaprio was super cute. So, him. Greg.
2: I typically don't go for the protagonist, but in this particular case, for once, I'm going to go with the lady. And I suppose it's kind of by default, in a sense, because I'm not necessarily into any of the villains which i typically would be i think they were all kind of meh i think gene Hackman's character was kind of meh and that makes it sound like i don't like the film but i love the film it's just they didn't necessarily move me in a way that typically villains would um i love a good revenge plot yeah <laughs> and uh i i appreciated and really enjoyed the fact that the protagonist was a lady which you do not get very often in these westerns yeah and this was r- remind me 90 what five 95 r- it's happened then you know now that i've mentioned that what year was gi jane oof
1: 96? I, I was going
2: to say, I don't think I was in high school when G.I. Jane mm-hmm. happened. No, Let it was me, like 96,
1: 97. 97. 97.
2: That makes me wonder if there was some sort of, I don't want to necessarily say a trend or anything, but there was some sort of, okay, for lack of a better term, trend going on at the time, but. There was probably a push there. I mean, possibly. possibly all of these actresses that we see them
0: beautiful all the time is like we'll see them like bloody and fighting and stuff so
1: yeah female action heroes yeah all the time you had we also had around this time sandra bullock in speed and what's her head in matrix
0: oh Kirian yeah moss yeah it was
1: a, a couple years after this and I don't know. I'd say probably every, once a year. At least one film every year has like a solid hardcore female protagonist in it. Like a Sharon,
2: badass. Karen. Karen Stone essentially was in this film a beauty, brilliant, and deadly all at the same time. So yeah. It was a great watch. She, uh, she, she played this role so well. The way she was... The way she carried herself... Definitely not nonchalant, but how she had this really tough exterior that was necessary for the town that she was in yet at the same time when she's wrestling with her demons and her couple of contemplations of killing Gene Hackman's character or Herod early, earlier in the film before, the, outside of the actual tournament, like at the dinner they have or in the saloon before she, before she actually enters the tournament or when she's, contemplating just whipping out a gun and killing him right on the spot so she was conflicted yet maintained that hard exterior that she needed to be in a rough town like redemption that was really well performed
0: so i went with court because in anime shows all the time there's always a character that's like nah quit man i don't want to fight i don't want to fight they're like oh you're just a little bitch And then they get messed with enough, or actually someone else gets messed with, and they're like, oh, I guess you didn't know I was the fucking devil for like 300 years before this. He's like, oh my god, and he's like, yeah, I'm really strong, but I don't want to fight. You keep pushing me. Um, Another Western that is really cool like this is Trigun. It's one of my favorite anime and the main character. He's a hoss, and he don't want to fight until people pick at him enough. So Court, the whole time, he's like, nah, man, I'm a preacher. I'm trying to be a man of God, leave me alone, leave me alone. And they fuck with him enough or fuck with other people. And he's like, see, I'm still good at this. I'm lighting with the blam blams, leave me alone. Uh, It's so cool that his body just off of necessity did things without him knowing it. Cause he's like, I'm not going to shoot you. And he looks down and his hand pulled his gun out and shot this guy. And he's like, nah, bro, you you ain't dying today. And I'm like, I thought that was really cool. His body, just muscle memory of doing quick draws he just did it without his knowing so uh court's always really cool in this uh, kids cool and ladies so it's that trifecta they're they're the best so katie who was your least favorite character
1: hmm. um this is tough i <laughs> there's am... a lot of
0: poop people in this mm. movie
1: I'm going to say my least favorite character is actually the lady. Ooh. And (laughs) I disagree with Greg in that it was well acted. Well, no. It might have been well acted on Sharon Stone's part. I feel like the direction of her character was poor. In those moments where she's kind of second guessing herself or like her losing of her nerves that just I felt like it happened too often for her to be like a hardcore gunslinger as she is there was way too many points in this film where she was like oh maybe I shouldn't do this like she kept having these moments of like oh fuck well like if I do that then this might happen or if I do that then this might happen like girl your whole point is just to fucking kill Herod like your whole goal you came to this town you joined this competition for that reason and every time you get right to that point where it's like you have a chance to do it you bitch out
0: i think it's her fighting the fact that she doesn't want to be just like them just like you know a little rat in the night shooting somebody when they're not looking or they can defend themselves i think it's her fighting that because she's like i'm better than these people i'm trying to be so i'll fight them. she's not i'll fight them straight up that's why she's she finally decided she's like, I have to face him in the quick draw and kill him. You know what I mean? Like, she don't want to kill him while not, he's eating a sandwich. But she's you know? not
1: even that because in at the very beginning when the guy is like, okay, time for signups for the quick draw and all the dudes are like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. She's just like sitting there like, am I going to join this or not? Like, I can't, yeah. I don't know. I'm him. She just like hemmed and hawed for like forever deciding whether or not she was going to join. And it wasn't until... uh they had strung up court and she had to fucking save the day where she was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll join. And even though the opportunity to kill Herod was right there, like to join and do it. And it was just like her stepping back every time and just being like, no, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this. I don't know if I want to be a part of this or whatever, which just like, it was weird to me. It wasn't, it would have made sense if she did it once. Okay, even twice. Like, okay, you got cold feet the first time, and maybe you get cold feet a second time because it shit just gets a little too real for you. But she did it every single time. She like every time she got a chance to go up against a bad guy or to go up like get closer to Herod to make it happen, she like had this weird like, oh, I don't know if I should do this thing, and it just like as a as a female. I feel like it took so much away from her being this powerful female character to look up to like because every time she got close to fucking retaliating like she couldn't she just like i don't want to i guess that
0: had to be the last hurdle she got over because the second she was like nah i'm winning we're doing this i'm going to kill you right now she did it instead of just like i'm nervous he might beat me she was like nah you're dying today
1: and yeah, it but finally
0: happened, I guess?
1: I guess, but she could have been like that the whole fucking time and, and it wouldn't right. have really changed the film because all of the other things before that still
0: had to have happened. Actually, I think she needed the experience of actually killing a man because before that, she never killed anybody, they said. So when she killed the rapey guy, it's like, oh, you finally killed the guy.
1: No, because even after she killed the rapey guy... Oh, she, yeah,
0: she still had issues.
1: She I, still had issues. because she Then she killed the uh, fucking Jigsaw, too.
0: Yeah, I'm saying the tournament... Helped her get better at it at shooting. I guess I don't know.
1: She was already get better at shooting. She fucking shot a string from 20 feet away <laughs> to get caught down from the rafters. She was already an excellent shot. Yeah. Like <laughs> ugh. It just like, I don't know. The direction that they chose to take her made her super powerful character into less than. And I'm like, you could have done so much more. Yeah. With that character if you hadn't put in those. Those pieces of like, oh, I don't know. like
2: Overcoming internal struggles is powerful, Katie.
1: (laughs) What internal struggle?
2: (laughs) To be like them.
1: (laughs) But her goal from literally age 11 was to kill him. Your whole goal in life for the 20 years has been to murder this man who made you kill your father. And now you're fucking close. And now it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's fucking Stormbreaker to the throat. Like, just do it. <laughs> Greg, least favorite character.
2: I hadn't realized I hadn't gone yet. You went so long. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me recover real quick. Um, I don't want to just call him Rapey Guy. What's his name? Uh, Eugene Dred. Eugene Dred, for obvious reasons, rape mm-hmm. rapist. So, not much to say other than that. But I will give an honorable mention to uh, the the townspeople. Oh for yeah, for their Confederate leanings. <laughs> Katie the- saw that too. <laughs> to <laughs> for treating Court so poorly without even knowing why they're treating him so poorly. Like, like booing him and spitting at him and stuff like <laughs> he's been arrested by this guy by this t- uh the town owner Herod whom you hate and try to have killed so why would you just assume he's a bad man if Herod has him under you know uh, uh uh arrested and under control like that that's convoluted makes no sense stupid townspeople and for also hiring the one black character in the movie to do their dirty work and kill that guy and then uh getting him killed in that fashion Yep. Rest my case. Uh,
0: yeah, Greg took the words out of my mouth. When that little kid runs up and grabs the horse shit to throw at court, I'm like, this town is terrible. Yeah, your mommy. Oh, that one person, mention, that one,
2: mention, one dude with the like six sons. kids. All those kids. I don't mention to them too. I got to gotta, gotta include the bad kids. You know, I got two. Oh, man. Ooh. Mm. I, I
0: was swinging on them too. <laughs> mm. Yeah, those kids were terrible but yet the whole town you would think everybody would like be like hey he's a good shot maybe we should believe in him but after every round they were like fuck you court I'm like that motherfucker might beat Herod and we all hate him even more but I don't know apparently they just really hated that fucking preacher they're unintelligent confederates that's why yeah they really fucking hated him so uh yeah everybody in town's just garbage water that's why the town got blown up at the end fuck them <laughs> <laughs> Of course, in charge of, like, two buildings. <laughs> He's probably going to leave, too. Uh, yeah, he should have just rode off with the lady. Uh, but, yeah, rapey dude. Uh, the crony that broke his hand at the end. He's a piece of shit. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody's a doodoo in this town. So, uh, yeah, don't be people in that town. So, uh, let's do seven-word synopsis. So, I only had one, because every time I watch this, I always just, like, giggle. Um, the loudmouth gunslinger always gets fucked up. And that's just the seven words for any Western film you watch. Loudmouth, funny, cool guy in the back. They're like, "Fuck you." He go. He's probably gonna die. And the main character's gonna be like, "No," because <laughs> the silly one always has always has to go down. Unfortunately, Gady.
1: Somebody needs to stop Sam Raimi's
0: rampage. Quick shots. Oh, the the zooms. The zooms.
1: Yeah, Sam Raimi's zooms. That shit was out of hand in this movie. (laughs) Like, it was fucking ridiculous.
0: So Evil Evil Dead has the least amount of zooms, but they're important zooms. And then, like, second place is, like, Spider-Man. The first one had a fuck ton of zooms. And this movie is, like, zooms every five minutes.
1: (laughs) So saying that, I will say the first third of this movie... Is filmed um similar to like almost 1917. It feels like they you're were going following, for, yeah, you're following this one solid story, and you just keep following this story as it weaves through the town. And it's really it's shot really beautifully and really cool. And then you get to the first set of quick shots, the zooms, and then it changes completely. The the whole filmmaking style changes. And it was really interesting, but the zooms are too much. Well, one
0: quote that I read from Sam Raimi, he said there were 11 gunfights, like quick draws in this movie. Mm -hmm. And he wanted every quick draw to be different. And so that's why it just kind of felt like, you know, you like walk in a certain way and you just like trip and you like forced to do a different type of walk for a while because your ankle hurts. It just, he, he just pivoted real quick to being different. So I think that was the change. And I think that's why I always appreciated the movie. It just got different really quick. I'm like, damn, just quick pans and had a montage of people getting shot and stuff. And all the characters are weird and stuff. So I think that's just how it worked. So, uh, Greg.
2: Why they kill Keith and David like that? <laughs> Nobody got it bad like Keith David did.
0: I mean, Ace got fucked up pretty good, but because Herod was a dick. Keith David, he 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 got he got lit up. Uh,
2: he had a hole blown in his head, did he not?
1: Yes, he did. Like,
2: like a whole see through hole. Nobody got it like Keith David did. I didn't appreciate that.
1: No, Herod got a see through hole. He
0: did a
2: backflip
1: in the beginning, <laughs> and then did a backflip when he got yeah. his fucking face blown off. But not like Keith David.
0: Not like not like, Domin- like Dominic does. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this film it came out February 10th, 1995. So what do you guys think the budget for the quick and the dead is, okay?
1: 15 million.
0: Not a bad guess. Greggy.
2: 15 million, God. <laughs> <laughs> dang. Um. And I'm read- 14 million dollars the budget was
0: 35 y'all were actually bidding low on this uh it's still pretty modest for the time i guess it was one salary
1: alone was probably 5 million
0: yeah sharon stone probably got paid pretty good too
1: she was really popular at the time
0: Thirty-five. god yeah okay. and then
1: they did blow up a whole town <laughs>
0: it was all wood probably just cardboard
1: <laughs> and they had to pay for everyone to learn how to gunsling
0: yeah and the we outfits were- going
2: have up that town ourselves with some-
0: right. apparently uh, there were tons of westerns filmed around this time because everybody was all about westerns <laughs> it was real hard for them to get west like outfits so that was really tough for them to do so I probably had to spend all money all the
1: costumes are all made from scratch anyways
0: yeah but if another show or movie's got something like oh shit we can use those pants it's yeah like, well we got them they're like man i don't want to make them so yeah. it's just cheaper if we can just grab that for a scene so uh what do you guys think the box office was katie um 50 million 50
2: bones greg I don't think it made its money, but since she went to fifty, I'll just say 49. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, Greg, and Greg's plan paid off. Yeah, right.
1: I
2: thought I was high.
0: I was gonna say like 30.
2: La, 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 la. <laughs>
0: uh so it actually did make its money. It made forty seven million dollars.
1: God so, damn it. So <laughs> go fuck yourself, Greg. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah so like i said i love it a lot of people were confused just like any fucking sam raimi film they're like that was weird (laughs) so uh but everyone said sharon stone her presence was awesome and they appreciated that the whole thing was a female lead they were like hey switch they flipped the script because that would have been just fucking, I don't know, Mel Gibson grumpy shooting everybody.
1: That's the movie Maverick.
0: Yeah, so they thought that was cool that they flipped that up. Uh, Roger Ebert, that old bitch, he said this movie was very cliche, but
2: it's a western. Well, it's a western, so. Yeah,
0: you know what I mean? Like, cliche,
1: a woman rolls into town and blasts everybody away? How is the fuck is that a cliche?
0: You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I guess how everything goes and moves forward. I'm like, yeah,
1: I guess fucking- it's a Western. It's a
0: Western you know?
1: Yeah, there's a protagonist and they got a score to settle. So they shoot everybody like, yeah, that's every Western that's ever existed.
0: Yeah.
2: I know, thought that was real I just silly. In 94, there was a Western film of a of an all female group called Bad Girls. Have y'all heard or seen that? No. Mm-mm. I haven't either, but my mom owned it on VHS when I was little. It, happened, it was released in 94, and that's, that's an all-female group, Western, so I'm going to have to check that out.
0: Talking about the sad girls.
2: <laughs> I hope they don't play that song in there. <laughs> do, do.
0: Beep, beep. So, <gasps> uh, yeah, so around that time, because I was a little curious when I said, like, it barely made its money and stuff like that, I was like, well, what was it fighting against at the time? So, the first movie I saw, and I was like, yeah, that'd do it. Uh, It was fighting against Billy Madison. (laughs) So, uh, either a Western or you watch a dumbass comedy. And then the Brady Bunch movie, and Heavyweights.
1: Came out the next week.
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh,
1: Heavyweights is fire. Yeah,
0: Heavyweights is fucking great. Uh, But, I mean, there were some other films, but, I don't know. Nothing that was super super popular in the mouth of madness
1: nothing that has lasted yeah like like billy madison or quick in the dead
0: and going back to january just to see anything uh highlander the final dimension it's got marthy and peoples in it and what hey demon knight Tales from the crypt hey. good one. <laughs> and, and
1: they made like 75 yeah
0: you're right and that's kind of it so hey
1: you missed gargoyles the movie hell
0: yeah oh i keep David's was making that money every month he <laughs> was day.
1: working a lot of yeah. he was so busy
0: stone by day warriors by night
1: oh!
0: uh i need jordan peele to make that gargoyles movie that he wants to make because yes sir
1: mm-hmm.
0: i need i need the gargoyles movie please mm-hmm. the metaphors of racism give me oh Woo! Woo! i can't wait so, oh wouldn't it be so scary? It's oh, it's gonna be goddamn good. So uh does anybody have anything else to say about quick in the dead?
1: That's a great movie, one.
0: <laughs> little Kid I just said something. I was
1: gonna say, don't don't put your feminine voice on me. <laughs> Roger, it's <that's>
0: great. <laughs> so uh this uh is probably gonna be the last western film they do because we're getting toward the end of the month, but next month is going to be sports. Yay! Yeah, we like sports. We don't care who knows. That's right. So we got from the pregame talks to the postgame shows. Right. uh, We have tons of fucking films. We wrote down. Katie has an actual page, a little page of movies we we talked about. So um, there's tons on here that I'm very excited to watch. So uh, yeah, sports is gonna be fun, just like last year. It was Mm -hmm. was fucking hilarious. So uh, if you have any other cool fun facts about The Quick and the Dead and Oh, uh, here's a fun fact. Bruce Campbell, he is not technically in this movie. He's in deleted scenes. But his name is, like, really close to the top. Because Sam Raimi's his boy. <laughs> but if you have any other cool oh, did fun... You,
1: talk- you didn't talk about the deleted scene.
0: Oh, <laughs> real quick. So there's a sex scene between Court and Ellen. Uh, he's
1: in handcuffs during it.
0: Yeah, and she gives him a blowy joey. She sure oh. does. And... uh. Yeah, so Russell Crowe and Sharon Stone, they were like, they you know, they did the scene, but they were like, eh,
1: eh. also, it makes, no yeah,
0: it makes no sense
1: for the plot. They never like,
0: seem like they like each other that much, but they,
1: like they do, they're like friends, like very clearly friends. And then they just pushed in this blowjob scene for their like, oh well, they're in love, so like they're gonna fight for each other. Yeah,
0: but what I the th- fuck? I think it was less of they were in love, it's more of hey, we might die tomorrow still garbage so let's you know it what in? this movie
1: didn't need that
0: yeah good thing they,
1: good thing they took it out they should have left it out because yeah. the version we watched had it in and i was
0: like this is stupid yeah when that scene started i was like i don't remember this and then i was then like I, saw I've the never I was like oh thank god they <laughs> left that out that's stupid yeah yeah desperation blowjobs man that ain't fun hey yeah. i might die tomorrow so can i get some sex yeah <laughs>
1: There's also, like, a weird innuendo at the beginning that Sharon Stone and Leo had, like, slept together. Oh, they did. They didn't. No, they slept next to each other. They didn't actually. Oh, Kit,
0: Kit made it sound like they they banged. He night. did, but
1: he threw up. She makes comments. She's like, the last thing I remember is you throwing up and passing out. So uh, he's,
0: he's like, well, shit, he's still in my bed. So I they made it seem like they tried to get busy.
1: Either way, gross, because Leo was for sure, like, 17 16 17 hey, it's at the the West,
0: man. anything could kill you fuck it oh, it's
1: still gross if it here's the thing if it is problematic for skeezy dude to have raped that young girl mm-hmm. then it is also skeezy as fuck for sharon stone to have fucked leonardo
0: dicaprio yeah no one else saw it so skeezy
1: <laughs> also nobody cares when a little boy gets raped everyone only cares when it happens to a female which is trash Change your shit, society. Get it together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking embarrassing. You're fucking embarrassed. Kick a trash can. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is
1: Allentown Presents at gmail.com.
0: We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. And thank you, Greg. Thank you, Katie. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks, people. Thanks, Bella, for running around hitting stuff while thanks, we were recording. Thanks, Otis. Yeah, thank you. So, Uh, Like always, thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with a sports film. I'm so excited! I want to watch Rocky. Mm. There's no easy way out. Then I can do that story. Me and Greg, us jamming today. I still have that soundtrack, Greg.
2: You didn't want to buy it. I convinced you to.
0: (laughs) That Rocky IV soundtrack is still in my car. It has changed multiple vehicles' hands
1: and state lines.
0: And state lines. That motherfucker was in a car (laughs) that. It was in a crash, and I went back for it, so that CD is... From the rubble. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I could have died. Hey, i my a Rocky Four CD. <laughs> Put it in my pocket. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, Rocky Four is the absolute best. I mean, he learns to dodge in three, so that's always fun, too. And we can see Hulk Hogan, Thunder Lips. So, uh, but there's tons of sports films, so like always, thanks, guys. Bye.
1: Bye.
2: One black cowboy, and that's how they do them.